You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heavenly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with both local and touring musicians and artists. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at heatherleeholt at openmicspotlight.com. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I am your host, Heather Lee Holt, and today we have Alex Falls. Hello. Hi, Heather. <laughs> How's it going? Excellent. How are you today? Very good. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start off with a song. What are you going to play? I think this is probably my favorite song, maybe, that I wrote. This is one of my first kids' songs, and this one actually took like two years to write. But then the other ones came a lot quicker once mm-hmm. I got over that hurdle, so. It's called The Wish Monster. It's about greed. And so she walked through the park and she wished as she walked. She wished for all the things she could want. I'll be fine all the time. If all could be mine, she thought. And so Jeannie appeared. He had a kindly beard. And he pleaded she needed him. Freddy said, I'll grant you one wish. Whatever it is, but one wish is all that you'll get. But with all the wishes that she wished in her life, well, she wished for one wish but still couldn't decide. And so instead of a pony, a castle, or riches, she finally decided she wished for more wishes. Now I can't permit wish for a wish that genie sweetly decreed. But if you insist upon more than one wish, well then a wish monster's all that you need. It was tiny and lovely and cuddly and snuggly and sweet like a chocolate bar. Well, it was cute as could be and she couldn't believe that he called it a monster at all. So let the wish him again, he said with the grandpa, there's just one thing you need to know. He said, for every wish that a wish monster gets, a wish monster needs to grow. That part's really important, so I always say it twice. For every wish that a wish monster gets, a wish monster needs to grow. And so as not to forget a single wish, well, she wished to be organized. So let us begin with a pad and a pen and a list we can alphabetize. Now she said it was needed, that monster agreed. And when those wishes began to pile up, well, she just wished for a castle to handle the hassle of managing all that new stuff. All were invited and all were excited to wish for a wish of their own. But they came and they went and the wishes they spent left a mess that she cleaned up alone. Cause she had ignored when the genie had warned that that monster would feed on her greed. And it got bigger and meaner and fatter and greener and it stank like a rank piece of cheese. So in spite of the wishes that the monster had given her, well, soon she was wishing again for her mom and her dad and the life that she had with the room in her school and their friends oh well you tricked me you meanie she heckled that genie i wish that these wishes were gone he said wish for no wishes that's an irony bigger than any wish monster i've known but if you insist on a wish in your wishes you'll need two magic words listen stop saying please for things you don't need and say thank you for all you've been given Stop saying please for things you don't need and say thank you for all you've been given. Stop saying please for things you don't need and say thank you for all you've been given. And 
And so she danced through the park and tranced by all of the things she could say thank you to. She said thanks to the trees for being so green. She said thanks to the sky for the blue. She said thanks to her mom and thanks to her dad as they kissed her and tucked her in. And with each of those thanks, the wish monster shrank until it wasn't a monster again. With each of those thanks, the wish monster shrank until it wasn't a monster again. With each of those thanks, the wish monster shrank until it wasn't a monster That was so good. Thanks. <laughs> What's the name of that one? The Wish, Wish Monster. Monster. Mm-hmm. Aw, it's so cute. Thanks. I wrote that one for my first niece when she was a little baby. Yeah. So she wouldn't grow up to be greedy. Hopefully. Her mom and I struggled with that when we were kids. We had grandparents who would want to buy us a bunch of stuff. So hopefully we can circumvent some of that negative behavior with some <laughs> songs. I don't know. Songs Sorry, and stories. Yeah. So... You do a lot of children's songs now. I do like to do a lot of children's songs now. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I like to play for kids more than adults. And you do that a lot in town. In Chattanooga? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's baby central here. Yeah, so talk about it for a minute. Okay, well, that's why we moved here. My spouse and I met in California, and that's where I'd been living for 15 years or so. And that's where she was from. And then when we decided we wanted to have a baby, we knew we couldn't do that in LA with Mm -hmm. tiny apartments and all the obstacles that that city presents in that respect. So we decided to move here. That's where my family's from. And it's such an awesome place for babies with tons of babies and tons of things to do with the baby CDM and aquarium and the incline and rock city. Oh my God. Every day is an adventure with that guy. Yeah. So you didn't move here to write children's songs. You moved here to have babies. I moved here to have babies. Yeah. Yeah. That was the point of moving here. And then You've always been a musician. You know what? This kind of like I didn't actually play outside of my bedroom until I was over thirty years old. I just would play for fun. I was do more writing, and then I just kind of started going out and playing it more. So and so, talk about some of the shows that you play the children's <coughs> songs at. Well, the most fun stuff I got like recently. Last weekend, I got to play at the Hunter Art Museum for the Wayne White Thrill After Thrill, and that was a blast. There were a ton of kids, and the more kids that are there, the more fun it is because, like, one out of ten of them goes crazy. And if you've got a hundred of them, then you got ten crazy people, uh, and that's really fun. That's a really great place to play, and I really enjoy doing the Soundcore busking with Stratton Tingle and his association of sweet dudes. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. I get to play for a lot of kids that way. I play at Creative Discovery Museum. That was a lot of fun. I would really like to get to play at the ball field one day. Yeah. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, and I could totally see you playing at birthday parties and stuff like that, too. That'd be fun, too. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. It would be. I've done a little bit of it. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what sucks is I hate having to ask for money from people. Oh, I and know. And I don't want to go do it for no money. I'm sorry. Like, No, it'd still I'll work. F- I, yeah, it'd still work. I got to bring my stuff there. I got to mm-hmm. practice. I drive over there, and I drive back, and I got to schedule somebody to watch well, my baby. people don't expect you to do it for free, do they? Yeah. Not necessarily, but also, like, I don't, like, I'm terrible with money and stuff, whatever. I have no problem asking the company to pay me, but mom and dad, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I've been poor for so long, personally, not my spouse, but that, like, I don't know. Yeah. So, how old are your kids now? I just have one baby. Mm -hmm. He's 15 months. He's my little meatball. And I have two nieces. One is seven, one is five. And you help take care of them a lot? They live right across the street from me, so we get to hang out a lot. It's a lot of fun. And you are a stay-at-home dad, right? I am. The next three and a half years will be nonstop baby action. That's fun. It is really fun. How did you get to do that? 
Well, <laughs> I've never been a high wage earner. I've always mm-hmm. been like a bum musician so, or like artist or whatever. But my spouse is very responsible and she's a scientist with a good job and good pay. And like my wage would only cover daycare. Daycare. It would only cover daycare, but I take care of the baby all that the time. That is a lot these days. Taking care of a baby is a lot of work. Nobody oh, can ever do that. It's a lot of work. Totally. It is. But it is the most rewarding job mm-hmm. in the entire world. Let's do another song. Okay. We're going to play. I'm going to play. This one, I guess, is an adult song because it, it might be too complicated for kids, but mm-hmm. it's not certainly not inappropriate. I was on a time travel kick for a while where I like wrote just so many songs about time travel or just verses about time travel. You know what it was? I saw Terminator the last at the drive-in Terminator, and it was so bad. It was so awful. But I just couldn't stop thinking about the implications of time travel for like weeks afterwards. Anyway, enough about bad Terminator sequels. So if I had a time machine, let me tell you what I'd do. I'd go back in time to the time when I was two. Back when all I ever knew was innocence and fun. But I'd probably creep my parents out so I'd have to turn and run. And then I'd take that time machine back to when I was eight. And I didn't stop all those other scouts when they caught a helpless snake. And I'd undo their hatchets. And I'd undo their rocks. And I'd undo the damage that we did to all our clocks. And then I'd fly to when I was nine and I was obviously still traumatized when my little sister killed a slug and I broke down and cried. <laughs> and I'd offer me a hug and some wise advice to help. I'd say, I'm glad you learned your lesson, but don't be too hard on yourself. And then I'd take that time machine back to when I was 16 And I was beaten into sadness by all the classes they said I needed And I'd prove unquestionably that I never needed geometry But I'd suggest instead I learn about psychology And then I'd take that time machine and hop a few years later Back to when my pen was poised to sign all those student loan papers And I'd kick down the door and I'd slap the pen right out my hand And I'd say, don't you ever do anything that dangerous again And then my time machine and I when we visit all those desperate times When I was broken hearted Cause some girlfriend had departed oh. And I'm sure that all those yes to me's Would let me know they disagree When I suggest it's never quite as wretched as it seems And that's where it starts getting strange And then I'd zip to future times And I'd quickly zip right back And I would bring my former self a future almanac And it would be packed with stats and facts About future sporting events so I could play some wagers that would make me filthy rich And then I'd zip right back to celebrate all my newfound wealth But I wouldn't want to party with the guy who was myself Because he would be mean and greedy And his heart would be cold and black So I'd go back to stop myself from ever getting that almanac So former me had just received his former future almanac When I arrived and tried to pry the almanac right back But we were interrupted by another future me Who'd come to stop the paradoxes unleashed by my time machines And this is what he told us He said sometimes your times are great Sometimes we get dumped Sometimes you're killing snakes And other times you're mourning slugs Sometimes you're gonna make mistakes But hey, mistakes are why you are So we got to stop these time machines and take this crowbar. So if I had a time machine, let me tell you what I'd do. I'd smash it all to pieces and I'd burn all the blueprints too. And I'd watch all those former future me's all fade before my eyes. 
And I'd learn to live each minute 60 seconds at a time. I said I'd learn to live each minute 60 seconds at a time. Yes, I'd learn to live each minute 60 seconds at a time. That was really good. Thanks. <laughs> I recently got into meditation, and I feel like that's all about like living in the moment. And oh, not yeah. living in the future or the past or just being present and knowing that right now is where you are. I feel like having a baby really brought all about, like, you think about time passing a lot when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Cycles and things that happen in your past and what's going to happen in your future. So, yeah, maybe that song grew out of that. Less out of Terminator 4 and may, maybe more out of that. Maybe I should start crediting my the profound life changes of my baby instead of that shitty Terminator movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I think about both of them is what I'm yeah, saying. <laughs> totally. So you're from Chattanooga. Right. But you moved to California. Right. Why'd you move to California? Well, before I moved to California, I moved to New York and went to school there and studied movies and writing movies. So I went to California to write some of those and I did that for a while and then found it really unsatisfying on a personal and creative level. It was really disappointing to like actually work on those things and be like, oh, all this sucks. Everybody sucks. Everybody hates what they're and making. And you graduated college? Yeah, I, gra- I went to college. So I paid have, for... You have a degree. I have a degree, totally. And I, have a, I have a good degree from NYU. For, I have an expensive for, good degree. Yeah. For what, <laughs> wait, what is what is your degree in? It's in film and TV, but it was mainly like writing. They, they only have like one broad film degree on like some other... And then your class is focused on I writing. took writing classes because I just like that So you more. have this degree and you're in <laughs> California and then you're doing it and you're like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe other people have more fun with it. I certainly never did. After a while of like crawling through glass and begging for work that would then I'd like get screwed out of money and that'd be a protracted battle. And then at the end of it, it's all for like a movie that sucks and I don't ever want to watch and like I'm humiliated by. Mm-hmm. And so like after like the fourth one of those and don't get me wrong, if they're like, Hey, do you want to do this for some money? I'd be like, yeah, sure. But like, I just don't have the energy to like keep. Yeah. You gotta be pretty active to book mm-hmm. those gigs. But after like spending 10 years just writing in one creative discipline, it's really fun to be invigorated by the yeah. possibilities of all these other things. You just know. freeing kind of. Yeah, totally. What kind of writing can I do? Yeah, That's there's not stories you can't tell in certain mediums very effectively um, and in others that you can. So Yeah, and then that just kind of moved to songwriting. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. You know why? Well, we're on podcast. We're supposed to talk. I was about to be like, man, I'm talking a lot. but that's, <laughs> No, it's perfect. But like uh, writing movie stuff is like you write by yourself and you sit in a room by yourself. And then like maybe every few weeks you go and have a meeting with like three people and then you go back to your room and then like, and the thing you're writing is no expression of who you are as a person or what you think or believe, or even your talent. It's just, Mm -hmm. you're just trying to like connect the dots for their scenes that they're going to be shooting. But then playing music, going out to open mics, we can segue into open mics nicely. There was like, everybody's expressing themselves everybody is sharing their story and mm-hmm. saying what's in their mind and speaking their heart and their perspective and their truth. And, oh man, I would much rather hear the shittiest singer songwriter at the shittiest open mic. That's just telling their story than a $10 million garbage sci-fi channel movie that nobody wants to watch. And everybody's just, there's money moving around, mm-hmm. you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. So that's when you started playing guitar and writing and well, I've been playing since I was a kid. I just didn't ever play out of my bedroom. Oh, and then okay. I started going out and playing, and that was so much fun. And then eventually, like, just found people by playing, and we had a cool band. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was, like, great guitar, rock and roll, yeah, punk rock, 
tear the stage up, smash it, mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. That was in L.A.? That was an L.A. band, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do another song okay. and then come back and talk about this smashing, bashing. All right, smashing, bashing. Sometimes I just like to take other melodies and rewrite the lyrics of their songs. So this mm-hmm. is one. You're a, you're a trained musician. Do you know Rhapsody in Blue? Of course. Oh, yeah. so I rewrote words, or I wrote words for that. So. Okay. It's about taking a walk in my neighborhood in L.A. with my friends. Well, I break the day with Mary Jane and Cola Main. Predicted rain, but nothing came, so I'll be making my way. Well, I'm off the clock and down the block and when to shopping, people watching. I'm monopolizing all of the rays. Yesterday's a miles away, and I ain't gotta care today. Hey, I be strolling, never folding, solid gold. And truth be told, I rock and roll, and I'm just doing my thing. second verse for that. I usually do a whistle break there, but I didn't want to whistle in the mic that's been like calibrated so quietly. So. I'm floating like confetti. I'm feeling looser than spaghetti. I'm breaking horse just like Tom Petty. And I'm flowing like little Wayne. I grab a snack, I sneak attack, dollar rack, if it don't fit, I take it back, and that's called killing the game. I put away my AK, cause I ain't got the need today. Cause I be strolling, never folding, so I go, the truth be told, I'm rock and roll, and I'm just doing my thing. Irish setter, I finally met her. Her name was Heather, and we'll get together next Saturday. That's a coincidence. The sun was west, and I was counting blessings. I should have been resting, but I was texting what would come next, and I was back on my way. Growing pains and bells to pay. Hurricanes and hand grenades. Hey, I be strolling, never folding. South gold, truth be told, I'm rock and roll, and I'm just doing my thing. That was awesome. Thanks. I like to rewrite lyrics too. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the band you're in. Was this the first band you were ever in? I was in some other friends' bands. I love to play in people's bands, so mm-hmm. I play with all my buddies' bands. But this was like my band, where it was my songs that I'd write and I'd sing them and I'd play the solos and stuff. And this was a metal band. It was more like a hard rock band, okay. but it was loud and heavy yeah. and like destructive but yeah. like playfully so not like mean yeah it i can't fun. see you being mean no 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 but i did one time i stomped a hole in the stage that was pretty sweet and like a looney tunes thing like there was a circle around me and i just fell were under. they mad uh-huh. no i'm a nice guy so i could do shit like that and get away with it i remember one time <laughs> i climbed on this table and i flipped it over and i knocked all the drinks everywhere which is the kind of shit to get you thrown out 
But like, I was so friendly with the bartender and the owner, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna clean this up. I'll clean this up." I'm like, I'm so blah. And they were like, "Oh, that was fine. No problem. Whatever." Yeah. Like, we got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. So, how long were you in this band? That band was probably like I don't know, like four years or so. Mm. What was the name of it? Burley Temple. That's where your Instagram came from. Yep. That's fun. I usually have the two twirls, but when, yeah. and then it was Burley yeah. Temple, like Shirley Temple, which is oh. so awesome. I didn't come up with that, by the way. That's why I can say it's awesome and clever without sounding super arrogant. That's pretty great. And do you have that stuff recorded and up somewhere? I have a few songs. I did five songs, and then I recorded a whole bunch more that I never got around to finish, and then I moved, and then I had a baby, and... I, f- I actually finally got it's being mastered right now. So I'm really excited that I'll get to after years of having played. It ended up instead of being like Whoa. an album that I made one year, it's like four years of the best songs, five years of the best songs, some recorded in my bedroom and some yeah. with my whole band. And so that's kind of fun. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's kind of liberating after, yeah. You, yeah, to be able to put your own name on something. Do you have a website for that stuff? If you Google Alex Vols, my name, it'll, I'm sure something will come yeah. up. Yeah. But, like, I played a YouTube channel. I posted some stuff. I mean, it's in the process of all getting on Spotify. Yeah. I promise. In, like, two months, I'm going to have everything on Spotify. But you have some Alex Voss stuff recorded, too, right? I have three albums of kids' songs, and then one album of adult songs that's out, and another three albums of adult songs. You're just churning stuff out, aren't you? I just like to write. Let's do another original. Okay. All right, sweet. This is a kid's song that I don't get to play at a lot of kids' shows, so I was kind of excited to get to play this one today. My friend's kid asked him, where do babies come from? And, of course, he was embarrassed for some stupid fucking reason that I don't understand. And then he was like, yeah, you should write a song about that. And I was like, deal. So this song's called Where Do Babies Come From? But I don't get to play this a lot for kids' shows because not every audience wants to hear that. But the audiences that are down for it, it's always their fair part. So Billy had a question, it was burning in his brain Since he heard it on the playground where some kids had been debating And until he learned the answer, it just wouldn't go away So he turned to mom and dad, and from across the dinner plate he asked them Hey guys, where do babies come from? Well mama's cheeks turned vivid pink and daddy gagged on his drink And neither one would speak to answer, either one were thinking Until they called me on the telephone later on that night With a question to suggest a brand new song for me to write And they asked me, hey dude, where do babies come from? And sometimes I whistle Well, babies come from people just like puppies come from dogs Or just like kitties come from cats But hey, that's the easy part See the steps along the way of how that baby's made You can embarrass lots of parents But there ain't no need to be ashamed You see, reproductive organs ain't just a part of you and me Like lungs that help us breathe Their eyes that love us see You see, reproductive organs, they got important specialties Cause in time they can't combine to create a new baby Well, just like a bird or reptile, every mother's got an egg, but she doesn't lay it, no. It stays up inside of her instead. And then when that egg is fertilized, well, baby starts to grow inside. And when the time is finally right, the baby slides out mom's vagina. Okay, ha ha, laugh it up. And once you finally had enough, we'll realize I've yet to rhyme about how that egg was fertilized. 
We'll take a seat, go treat. And the same is true, you and me and every sweet little baby that ever was or ever will be. And sperm is the term that we use to describe all those people seeds. And when it's time to make a child, sperm comes out, daddy's penis. Yeah, that's right, I just said penis. I said it twice because I really mean it. So the biology of babies is relatively easy, oh, but the chemistry of families you'll quickly find is tricky. Cause it takes much more than egg and sperm to help a baby love and learn, grow to know the difference between all that's wrong and right. And like every tree has different leaves and every kind of ice cream sweet love is all a family needs to call itself a family. What? I said, love is all a family needs to call itself a family. So, Billy, this song goes out to you and all those kids just like him, too, who were rad enough to ask their moms and dads for simple truths. Oh, hey, and the moms and dads all across the land who called in tonight's request. Grow up, guys. That was so easy. <laughs> you have a way with words, sir. Thank you. That's my favorite part right now. It's good. I've been listening to nothing but rap for the last really? couple of years. I had never, I was aware of it, but never really super into it. But in the last couple of years, just nothing but rap. So. What is your favorite rap? Right now, <laughs> Ugly God. Ugly God cracks my shit up. Yeah? Yeah. What else? Anything that's popular. Yeah. <laughs> Yachty, Migos, Drum, Kyle, Big Sean. So rad. What about old school rap? I don't like it. It sounds so old. That's so funny that you're into hip-hop right now. When you had your band in L.A., what were you really into? Tom Petty, Guns N' Roses, Drive-By Truckers. It's kind of coming out of a Drive-By Truckers phase, Mm -hmm. so loud guitars. Mm -hmm. Quite the contrast. Yeah, but then pretty quickly it was all about Kesha. I just kind of like whatever was popular for the most part. Kesha was really big on the radio for like three years. I lived in this neighborhood that I felt like she was like the sort of figurehead of. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, I don't know. She just like cast a long shadow over like a three year period of my life. So, <laughs> so let's do another song. What's this one? It's about grandma. <laughs> you can't go wrong with grandma. Heather, the first time I played this song, it made me cry. Concert because I wrote it thinking about my grandma and when I had had a baby since then. And then when I played it, I was in front of my mom and she was a grandma now and it had not even dawned on me. So when I was singing like a sweet little song about grandmas, I was like, Oh my God, my mother has become a grandma. My mom has turned into Uh one. (laughs) Whenever you visit, you stand at the wall and she makes a little mark to show how tall you are. She thinks of you always, no matter how far. Nobody loves you like grandma She takes you out shopping to the mall You make a wish list and she buys you it all Enough for your private little Shangri-La Nobody loves you like grandma She thinks you're an angel who could do no wrong just like a diamond, you got no flaws. And as you grow older, will you fondly recall that nobody loves you like grandma? Well, there's a whole lot of people who love you a lot 
like your mom and your dad and your family dog. But all that love, it ain't nothing at all compared to the love of your grandma. So call her each Sunday, just like you promised you will. And you'll get a birthday card with a $20 bill. And a handwritten message inside that card that says, Nobody loves you like Grandma. I said, Nobody loves you like Grandma. <laughs> you definitely play that one for the kids. Totally. I yeah. love playing that one for kids. There's always grandmas kids. in the audience. And yeah. And they're like, oh. Uh huh. I have a song about moms. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, I love it. I guess this wouldn't be a Chattanooga podcast if I didn't bring up Sparky the band. Uh, yeah, Sparky. And that's how I know you. Yeah. The um, open mic tour of 2016. Yeah. So that was when I was going to Tremont. Every Tremont. Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Me too. And so is Sparky. Sparky every Tuesday at Tremont, every Monday at Feed, and every Thursday at uh, the office. We, mm -hmm. we go play. And you guys started at Tremont, though. I think right? so. Yeah. I think so. Like the first time you played, I think I was Was there. it really? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. And you did a song about puppies. Tony Mraz's awesome song about puppies. Yes. <laughs> And even one time you had little puppies and you threw out puppies into the audience. Sparky was a trip. I let, Jason built a little air cannon and we could shoot puppies out. Yeah. It was all kind of weird shit. When it first started, it was you and Reverend Number 9, uh -huh. which is Jason... Cassidy. Cassidy. And then Tony Mraz. Yep. You guys had this crazy mic stand. <laughs> Talk about some of the things on that mic stand. Oh my God. Yeah, babies and a glowing plasma ball and like furry animals and like carved up doll heads but every week you added something else to yeah that microphone and stand. then but we had so much stuff that we couldn't even put on the stage there that would because every week we'd build more stuff and uh -huh. so like well, i remember one time we played at the revelry room and we got to put everything that we had out or in jj's we put everything out and it was so much shit it yeah. was awesome but the band was still just three dudes with acoustic guitars <laughs> like it took us three hours to set up but our instruments were just three acoustic guitars <laughs> 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 That's funny as shit to me. Oh my god, it was good. Yeah. Well <laughs> It was funny. It was really fun. And all those guys are such great songwriters. That's what I really like is songwriting. Mm -hmm. I like a unique perspective. I like a sense of humor. I like mm -hmm. some insights. And it just so happened that all three of you had beards. And we were extremely weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> just not weird, I would say, but just different. All three of you are so different from each other, yet your differences made you so alike. Hey, that's a really good observation because I felt like when we would walk into Tremont or anywhere, it'd be like, wow, the three fucking weirdest looking dudes just showed up here. But all of our songs were very different than each yeah. other's. Like, even though, like, we're all like. Because you all three contributed to the uh -huh. songwriting. And we all took turns. It was more like, it was like a campfire thing. It yeah. Was pretty fun. <laughs> and everyone loved it. It was really fun. I got, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm not even going to lie. People that I know that are not in the music scene. Knew who you were. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Have well, you heard of this band? Sparky's a band? Maybe one day Sparky Band will return. A song like Puppies, I don't care how many people are talking and drinking beers. You can follow it. You can get it. You can sing along. You know what I mean? Yeah. On every show, I ask the artists to give a little tidbit of advice to musicians, artists, or anyone. Any advice that you can give? 
Like, uh, get a lot of fresh air. <laughs> I feel like you gave me a hint of advice. What's that? Before we started recording. And I don't remember what it was. You asked me, so here, I was thinking, everybody should have kids. And you know why? Because life is meaningless and we're all just going to die. <laughs> and that's not like a negative like thing. It's like you're, you're going to die. And there seriously is no purpose. So the only point is to wring some real genuine pleasure and interesting enlightening experiences out of your time here. And after having a kid, I really feel like the only way to do it is to have a kid. This is a song about another song about time travel. And when I play it for kids, I'm aware that it probably goes over their heads, but their parents like it. And I say, like, what this song about time traveling wizards who control the past and the present and the future. You say, what's the difference between, uh, does anybody know the difference between like is and was and will be is, and then they explain it and they're saying, okay, so now you're primed is and was and will be the past, future and the present time traveling wizards. The songs clash of the time wizards. And so the wizard of is, he told the wizard of was, he said, I'm a better wizard than you are because I'm in action, I'm hip and I'm happening. Meanwhile, you're in action means you've already happened. See, I once was a was, but now I'm an is. I've been transformed and that's called metamorphosis. Cause now's their beginnings and they sprout from the endings like the thousands of flowers that take root in the ground and then they bloom all that brown up into fabulous hues like yellows and pinks and purples and blues. See, the wizard of is, he's the wizard of now and the wizard of was, he's left wondering how. was a clash of the time wizards and so the wizard of was told that wizard of is he said you ain't got nothing on this wizard kid because all of your are is they just a part of my words like the leaves on a tree or the wings on a bird and you would be nothing and you'd go nowhere fast were it not for that road that's been paved by your past yeah you cave and you crash like a roof without walls and i'd wave and i'd laugh because i proved you were wrong see the wizard of Wiz. They think he's a whiz, but he's only because of that wizard who was. <laughs> it was a clash of the time wizards. And so the wizard of is and the wizard of was both continued to argue totally oblivious of another wizard who suddenly appeared and she hovered up above him with her thumbs and her ears and she said both you wizards you need to chillax you see i've come from the future to silence the past you is's and was's are both certainly nifty but i'm the all-powerful wizard of will be will be will be will be it's like an echo and what does it will be soon we'll be asking what will be's be the children of your presence and your past see the is's that you're doing and the was's that you did they both combine to make all the futures you'll get but for each of you too, you got millions of me's because you got millions of future possibilities. See, was you like the earth and is you like the sky, but will be's be stars that inspire your night. But there's millions of stars that may never shine because we got millions of will be's still stranded in time who will never see because they'll never be the will be's those will be's we're willing to be. And it's all because is's and was's won't stop endlessly tussling and fighting and griping instead of deciding that they needed their will be's a little bit more than their pride and started heeding this wizard of will be's advice. Clash of the time wizards. And so, the wizard of is and the wizard of was, well, they both felt pretty dumb about all that fighting they'd done. So they apologized and she politely obliged and then she returned to reside back in her future times. But then later that night, as they sat side by side with those two wizards, they considered all the stars in the sky and all the years gone by and the years still ongoing. And all the willbies they soon will be knowing. It was a clash of the time, wizards.
Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Heather, for inviting me. It was fun. Yeah. Glad I got to play some of my songs. Me too. (sighs) That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at heatherleeholt at openmicspotlight.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving a rating or a review on iTunes, Facebook, or even the openmicspotlight.com website. If you love this podcast, Share it on Facebook and tell your friends about the awesome talent you hear on Open Mic Spotlight. It would be a huge help. I would like to give a warm thank you to Jesse Junkert for mixing this episode. 